What does it mean to live a cultivated life? To cultivate means to nurture and grow. It also means to try to develop a skill, sentiment, or quality. Losing my daughter, Aria, taught me that life is short, that none of us knows when our days will come to an end. How do you want to live your life? Who are the people that matter to you? Living with intention and purpose while navigating grief and loss is what the Cultivated Family Podcast is all about. I realized how important compassion for myself was in grief and how important compassion is for other people in their lives. What I want to offer is a message of hope, compassion, and love. You are not alone, my friend, so let's dive in. Hey friend, welcome back to another episode on the Cultivated Family Podcast. This is Megan Hillica, your host. I'm excited to dive into the five things I've learned with grief today. And if you are new here, welcome. If you have been listening for a while, I really appreciate you and thank you for listening And I just want to ask if you find any help and support and you like this podcast and you listen, let other people know about it. Um, I really, really appreciate that and I want to help as many people as I can. So I want to dive into the five things that I've learned. Number one, that mental health is not a given. Um, It can be taken away in an instant. I learned this very quickly um, after... Aria died because I was diagnosed with PTSD afterwards and anxiety after loss is a very real thing. I don't know how many times I thought it and I've heard it from so many other people is that you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. It feels like this very um, real thing that doesn't happen to you. You know, it's something that happens to other people in general and then it happens to you So then everything is on the table, like anything can happen. All of a sudden it's real to you that anything can happen, that death is real, that death is something that happens to you. And so you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. So anxiety, mental health, all this stuff after loss is super, super real. Um, Yeah, it became super true to me that my mental health was not a given. I felt pretty mentally stable before... Aria died, though I did feel um, emotionally unstable. But I had a few things like anxiety, depression, on and off, but nothing that was like debilitating, nothing that took over my life and didn't allow me to live fully. And when your mental health is taken away, it is so scary. Um, You feel like you don't have any control over yourself or what you're doing or your actions or your brain or your bodily responses and it's really scary it's really scary to not be fully in control of yourself or to feel out of control I have learned a lot about mental health and how to rebuild pathways in your brain to build thought patterns in your brain and so much so much from learning about grief and all the things that I've dealt with and like healing my PTSD where PTSD is not something I deal with anymore on such a deep level but it just made me realize how quickly in any given moment any of us can can experience something so traumatic that we feel out of control of ourselves a second thing that I've learned is The deeper the depth of pain that we feel, 
the greater the expanse of joy we can feel. And pain is a part of life, even if we don't want to feel it, if we think we shouldn't feel it. But it is there. It's a part of our life. And when we allow it to be and we learn how to cope with it, we have so much more room for joy. When we allow pain in, we also are allowing in joy. And it seems so counterintuitive, but sometimes I just would be like when there's moments of super contentment in my life or I feel super happy, I always wonder like, how come I can't just feel like this all the time? How come I can't always be this happy? How come I can't always be this content? But I wouldn't know to be so content if I didn't have such pain. I was not, I don't think I noticed those joy or contentment. I did not fully soak it in the way I do now. And I always say that my my color wheel of emotions and feelings and expression has gotten bigger, like the The depth of the pain that I've felt is so much deeper so that my joy and the possibility for joy is so much bigger. It can feel really difficult like um, you've been through so much, you've lived with so much pain and so then it feels like well it's not possible to have joy again that this you know this pain is so overwhelming that my life is over or that I will never be able to have joy again but when you feel such pain you can also have so much gratitude you can also have so much joy so the possibility of having so much joy is there because you know so so much pain it seems counterintuitive but it's so true and something else that Brene Brown talks about is if we numb the the pain like we're trying to not feel the pain we're we're also numbing our joy so if we don't allow ourselves to feel that pain to feel that depth of that pain we're also not allowing ourselves to feel all the emotions like joy. So if we want numb one emotion, we're also numbing everything in our lives. So that's something super important that I have felt. And I don't necessarily think of pain as a bad thing when I'm with somebody who is experiencing pain. It's really painful to be with them, but I also know how important it is to feel that pain. So I almost feel It can be depressing, it can feel heavy, but I also know how important it is to feel that. For an example, when my husband feels um, pain or shows, expresses that pain to me, I feel like a mean wife or I feel like I'm whatever because I I am there to support him, I'm there to love him, but I'm also, I always tell him that I'm so happy when he expresses it. I'm always, because I know how important it is to express it, I know how important it is to feel the pain even if it doesn't feel good, even if we don't want to, I know that that's the only way that we can move forward in our lives and learn how to integrate grief in our lives together. So anytime I'm with somebody who's experiencing pain, I'm so happy for them that they're feeling that, not that they have to go through that or that they have to feel that, but that they are allowing themselves to process and feel that. I hope that makes sense because I don't like when people are in pain. I don't want people to be in pain, but I know that we have to feel it in order to find joy and to to live a beautiful and full life again. Okay, so number three, healing is possible. It just looks different than I expected. So when Aria died, I had this notion of watching other people grieve where I saw it over and over where people did not... Did not um, feel their pain or did not feel their grief and 
it came out many, many years later. And I knew that, you know, this is what I thought, you know, that I wanted to feel as much as I could and to kind of, I thought in my head that I'm just going to get through this as fast as I can so I can get to the other side because I don't want to be carrying this heavy, heavy weight in 30 years or something. And so I definitely, I'm kind of an all or nothing person. So I took my grief on head on, which I do encourage people to do, but you don't have to do it like I did. Um, I think it's super important to feel our emotions, feel the pain, but you don't have to go all in like I did. So I had this vision that once I, you know, like I thought that I could kind of finish up with my grief and then I'd be good. I did I didn't fully understand how grief is going to be a lifelong thing. I thought maybe my life was over. I didn't know. I didn't know healing was possible for sure. Um, Hearing from other people who have learned how to live with grief gave me a lot of hope. And so that's why I do what I do now, because I think it's important to have that hope. Um, But what I've learned along the way is that Healing is possible. It's so possible to have a beautiful life. But it does not mean that grief is gone. And so that's kind of, it, it's looked different than I expected. That I've, I've learned to heal and to walk with my grief, to carry my grief. But it doesn't look how I kind of thought in my head that, you know, maybe when, we, when the five stages of grief are talked about all the time, you think that, okay, you go through all these stages and then you're done. It just does not work that way. Grief is not in stages. Grief does not go that way. Um, and it's really a really foreign, unique process for everybody, even though there's so many shared experiences with it. So that's just something I think is important to know that healing is possible. Just allow it to happen in the ways that it works for you. And that happens for you. Um, it might not be exactly how you expect it to be because Um, it's really hard to know anything with grief and to understand the depth of it until you are experiencing it yourself. Okay, so I guess number four is kind of similar, that grief is forever and there's not a race that you can run to get rid of your grief. So (sighs) grief does not go away. I think of it as Grief is a lifelong thing. Now, this person called grief has come to walk with me the rest of my life. And I use this analogy a lot in that when Aria died, this person called grief has come to walk with me. I never have felt that depth of grief before. I've never felt that kind of pain. And right away, I like fought this person. I wanted to try outrun them. I wanted to get rid of them. I didn't want them to be there. But now I've learned that this person called grief is going to be with me forever. And I don't fight those feelings that come up with come up for me anymore. When I start to feel sad or when I feel strong emotions relating to grief, I just allow them to be. I just allow them to be there. And I don't think that I'm stupid. I don't think that I need to get over this already. I don't tell myself that you should shouldn't be feeling this way. I just kind of embrace it. I'm like, okay, I'm grieving. I'm a grieving mother. It's okay for me to be this way. And I don't need to try to get rid of my grief. I can embrace my grief as part of who I am. 
my grief comes and goes. And the more I embrace my grief, the more room I have for other things in my life. It does not mean that I'm in grief and heavy grief all the time in my life. It means that my grief comes and goes. I feel it and I I just allow it to come and go. I, I don't fight it. And so that's what I mean by there's not a race. Like you can't outrun your grief. You can't get through it and be done with it. There's just no getting rid of grief. You can you can suppress, you can try to stuff, you can try to numb, you can try to hide it. But the sooner you get to um, embracing your grief and to kind of relaxing into your grief, I promise your life will change. You do not need to live under the mask. You do not need to try to hide it. You do not need to try to fight it. You just allow it to be. And the more you allow it to be, the quicker it dissipates. So that's just, yeah, I think that's so important to, to know that the, the more you relax into it, the softer it gets, the more you fight it, the more stronger it gets and the more difficult and tired you get from fighting your grief. When grief came into my life, I felt broken and stuck. And I often wondered if I was doing this whole grieving thing right. I was on a journey to get rid of my grief, to be done with it. And little did I know that grief is a part of my life now. And that to begin healing, I really needed to mesh my life and my grief together. That grief is this invisible person that has come to walk by my side the rest of my life and I cannot get rid of it. So how do you mesh grief together with your life? How do you know if you are taking steps forward in your grief? This is what I help you with in grief coaching. I help you create space and awareness around your grief so you can learn to have happiness, joy, contentment, and be excited about your future. Your story is not over. I truly believe that. Your loss is a part of your story, but you have so much life left to live. If you want to do the work and you are committed to working through your grief, I am here to help you and I truly, truly believe in you. To schedule a free 30-minute call with me, you can go to www.meganhillica.com slash griefcoaching. That's www.meganhillica.com slash griefcoaching. Okay, so the last thing that I've learned with grief, I've definitely learned a lot more things, but here's just a little cap of things that I've learned. The last one is that my life is not over. I was 23 when Aria died and I really wondered if my life was over. It felt like the person that I was had died. I was not able to be that person anymore. And it it felt like such a big shift and that I wasn't like, how can you find happiness again? How can you find joy when my daughter's gone? My daughter is dead. There's like nothing I can do about that. It's, it's over done with. And it felt like, how am I supposed to live with this? And as time has gone on, I've also learned how resilient we are as human beings and the possibility for joy and laughter and that my life is not over. I'm here for a purpose. You are here for a purpose. I know you have a reason to live, even if sometimes you don't feel it. Sometimes you might just feel like you wish you could just go to bed and not wake up. Um, I, I know those feelings so deeply. And if you're there, I'm so sorry because it is so, so hard. It's so painful 
But that's something so deeply that I've learned is that my life is not over and your life is not over. Even though it feels like it, even though it feels like how do you keep going on? Um, it's so possible to learn how to live with grief. If you think about it, grief is a very, very um, real and normal human experience. We, we feel grief over so many different things and on different levels. And we could sit there and argue and say that, well, nobody's experienced my grief. Nobody has experienced my loss or my life, which nobody has. But I don't know if those thoughts that you're thinking are like you, you can decide if they're serving you and helping you learn how to live with it or if they're keeping you in a place where you just want to not learn how to live with your grief. But I, I know my life is not over. I have the most beautiful life that I've ever had now. I have the best marriage that I've ever had. And I do not say that like that everything's always perfect, that I'm always happy, that I'm always joyful, that my grief is gone, that I'm nothing like that. But the person I've become and the life I'm living now is the best that I've ever had. And I clearly remember and this is why I created that my free mini course called Who Am I? This is why I created it because I know that the person that I was when Aria died, before Aria died, is was no longer possible to be that person. And for you, the person that you were before your person died is gone. And that is something to grieve. That is something to... Um, it's okay to be sad about that. It's okay to acknowledge that, to care for that grief over that. But that you can rebuild your life. You can rebuild your your life around grief. And you. it does not mean that you cannot start with um, with a new kind of... Not, not necessarily a new person because I don't want you to think that you're forgetting or moving on from a person that died. But you can learn how to live joyfully, fully. But it is, it is intertwined with grief. That grief becomes a part of who you are. So I just want to recap that mental health is not a given. It can be taken away in an instant. And the more we allow ourselves to feel the pain, the more joy that we can have in our lives. That healing is completely possible with grief and it might look different than you expect grief is forever there is not a race that you can run to get rid of it and your life is not over my life is not over I believe in so much for you that you have so much left to live and give in this life no matter what happened I believe in every single one of you so I really really appreciate you listening I love hearing from you on Instagram if you want to DM me reach out and let me know what you think. I I seriously love interacting with you. It sometimes feels a little bit crazy when I'm talking into this microphone. But I love, love hearing from you guys, all of you. And yeah, just reach out. Um, let me know what you're thinking. And I would love to hear from you. I just want to let you know that I do have a few spots open with Grief Coaching. And yeah, just DM me or you can go through the link on my Instagram to um, do a free 30-minute session, which is 
where we can connect and talk and see if I'm a right fit for you and if I can support you and help you and kind of be a mirror for you in your grief because I believe you are the expert in your grief, but I can really see things that sometimes when we're so close to our own stuff, we cannot see it. And so it's super important and helpful to have somebody else kind of be a guide there with grief and someone who understands grief on such a deep level. I know it's not easy. I know it's painful, but I 100% believe in you and I believe it's possible for you to learn how to carry your grief and have such a beautiful life. You do not have to keep living this way in such a hopeless hopeless way so please reach out for me and thank you for listening i'll see you next week thanks for joining me on another episode of the cultivated family podcast while this episode is over you can continue to join me in conversation on instagram or facebook at cultivated family i would love to see you there